time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey. Ooh, baby. Time to get geeked up. What's going on, Geek? Welcome to another episode of the Geeked Up Podcast, Life in Coronaville. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always still is Mr. Social Distance himself, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Uh, getting still... getting closer to letting 25% of Devin uh, into my apartment. At this point, <laughs> just his beard is able to come in. Effective the 29th, as we'll get into... Just Evan's beard is allowed to enter my uh, enter the pod. So. At this point, I, that beard is twenty five percent me. <laughs> That's true. It has it's it's outgrowing you. Yeah, I was like, uh, what was it? cousin it from the Adams family. <laughs> but well, you know, from the ears down, the head is still. Uh, yeah, the face yeah. is very cousin it. <laughs> the head is yeah, very yeah. other character from a uh, <laughs> yeah, to faster. be named to be nameless. But... I'm a fester, uh, festering <laughs> it. But welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We got a good one for you today. Of course, uh, listen back to uh, the last one we did was our DC fandom special featuring Life in Coronaville. Some, uh, you know, miserable Coronaville news in the last one, but a lot of the DC news. Yeah, so but people are still uh, talking about the RPATS Batman trailer. So get our oh, take. Yeah. And uh, all yeah. the other big stories from Phantom and as well, uh, like I always mention, but make sure to check out Geeked Pods on YouTube for just some of the, you know, uh, DC Phantom clips and a lot more stuff. But definitely check out Geek Pods on YouTube. For sure, for sure. Uh, and then also, the last, uh, make sure to check out our sister podcast, Netflix and Chat. The last one we did was Dalhugenschflagen. You guys would call it <laughs> The Hater. Yeah, we always, of course, uh, like all films, we give you our Polish translation, but the, uh, the last one we watched, The Hater, the next one we watched, however, is going to be a little bit more geeked up, high impact, summer oh, blockbuster, yeah. since we're still uh, in this extended summer here, but Project Power will be coming up, uh, I guess, next week for Netflix yeah. and chat, so... That'll probably be our, like you said, kind of like our last uh, summer jam, our summer cinema hit before we fall into fall time, you know. So, Project Power, we're in summer off of the bang. And I guess speaking of fall time, and I guess just speaking of the fall in general here on the Geek Dip Podcast, but already some big Netflix and chat. Uh, fall news is uh, be on the lookout for the uh, annual Netflix and chat Halloween special. This year oh, yeah. starring a wacky Sandler voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year we did uh, In the Tall Grass, I yeah. think was our Halloween movie. It was also uh, our Stephen King uh, Halloween salute, but this year we're going Sandler wacky voice on his Netflix and Chatter con- uh, movie contract here to be doing podcasts yeah. on the show. So we'll uh, be watching Hubie Halloween. Yes, 
and consult uh, YouTube and consult geeked pods for the YouTube trailer. All right, you gotta you gotta find the YouTube trailer on your own. But while you're on YouTube, go to after the Hubie uh, Halloween trailer, <laughs> geeked pods, DC fandom talk, plus much more. But mostly Hubie Halloween on, trailer. <laughs> we know how to put it on the face the, the trailer on the Facebook page. So at least do that. There we go. There we go. Check us out on the book for the oh, yeah. Hubie uh, for the sneak peek. At what's coming up, but a lot more coming up, uh, uh, like we were saying, on this fall here on the Geeked Up podcast, as of course all your Geeked Ups, uh, uh, I guess we're still going to be staying in Coronaville, however, who knows, like we're teasing, as we'll get into in a minute here, but you know, things are looking uh, things are looking better, at least here locally in the New York area, but uh, uh, as well, like we said, our Netflix and chats as well, we're definitely getting back into the Zoom rooms, and I know we oh, yeah. said that in the summer, and then we snoozed, uh, uh, I guess we had to postpone because of the primaries, which we obviously totally forgot the were, were happening, uh, and then we totally snoozed on doing one another time. <laughs> we will be back this fall for some great Zoom rooms and trivia nights and all that fun stuff on uh, Zoom. For sure, absolutely, we'll be on Zoom doing more Zoom rooms. Uh, of course, we'll be doing a trivia night, maybe some game times out there, but definitely uh, be doing more stuff on Zoom uh, this fall for sure. And more Maybe, stuff in yeah. general, of course. Uh, obviously, our annual Geeked Up Fall Preview Special will be of going course. down in Coronaville, as always. Oh, yeah. I'd say one of the longest-standing traditions, honestly, here on the Geeked Up Podcast, since we yeah. started, as we all remember, in May with our five-year anniversary. So I guess that was kind of like our summer preview, but by the time the fall rolled around, our first fall, we gave, yeah, you, the, think, uh... we gave you the extended <laughs> TV lineup, so... Yeah, including uh, not excluding the coach comeback. That <laughs> That's <happened>. true. <laughs> Forgot about it. We're, saying we're still waiting for it. But yes, we are. You figured with 18,000 uh, streaming services, somebody would have made it, however. But uh, we'll be uh, doing all that, so keep a lookout for the fall preview special, the QB Halloween, more Zoom stuff. Definitely coming your way, guys. Your guys' way soon. And uh, you know, before we get into this one, where we'll start off with some Corona news. We always got to uh, kick it off with, of course, a uh, couple RIPs as usual. Yeah, and this one we got a, a, a huge, potentially one of the biggest RIPs and geeked up, you know, since we've been doing the show, especially the RIP segment. But uh, and, and, and unfortunately, I'm not talking about Tom Seaver, who is another tragic RIP <laughs> that's gone down. Mets legend Tom Seaver. But uh, I guess the real headliner, and you know, it's we hadn't done. Uh, we took the last week of summer off, and between a Netflix and Chad, so this is somewhat old news. However, we haven't had our chance to give you our Chadwick Boseman thoughts. Yeah, really, I mean, huge. Uh, like you kind of said, the biggest kind of geeked RIP, the first I think Avenger to fall. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. just, you know, so rare, very much reminds me of Kobe, just in the fact that they're both, you know, Kobe gets his career is over, but they're both such young guys, and Chadwick Boseman, so you'd no, seemingly sure. at the beginning of his career in a lot of ways, like he just kind of popped as this huge crossover star, and we talked a lot about him, you know, I predicted him as for the Oscars for Five Bloods, just because he's such a rising star, you know, and that yeah. star power. I was going to bring that up. Too, because you were just like, it's for such a minimal role he has in that movie. I really hope they're not just handing him out an Oscar. Now I think uh, you're fucked. I think uh, <laughs> there's no way Storm and Norman's yeah, not getting a that's uh, true. Oscar. 
So getting a very heartfelt tribute anyway. But, uh, you know, so really just you felt like a lot of things were just beginning for Chadwick Boseman. So just from that standpoint, you know, to have to lose somebody so young and also then just the whole backstory around it. Just so, like, heroic and yet sad but also brave. Like, this guy was the most epic guy of all time, to be perfectly honest. Dude, for sure. Dude, I'd be battling colon cancer for four years and uh, have nobody have any idea about it. You know, yeah, and this, like, celebrity-obsessed mm-hmm. news culture, you know what I mean, where any celebrity can't eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without letting, the, you know, their 50 million TikTok followers know this guy's got, you know what I mean, doctor's appointments and stuff like that and just kept uh, it under his hat. For just, sure. Like, you really got to give it up to, like, the world's best agent and PR person, too. <laughs> yeah, for, like, that's true. Like, I mean, because, like, Disney had no idea... Uh, MCU, none of them. Nobody had any fucking clue that this guy was like fighting cancer. And like good on him too, because you know that like someone like Disney would never have hired him if they like thought there was a chance he might die. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that that is true, I to mean, be perfectly honest. Like they sign you on for like these eight picture fucking deals. You know I was I mean? thinking, like, would they have killed him off in Endgame anyway? Would he have been one? Because remember, it was just like obviously Black Panther is not going to die because he's going to be the most you know franchise going forward. But no, for sure. I mean, I think the Black Panther was like the highest grossing Marvel movie to date. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, and I've since deleted my uh, I've since deleted my review because (laughs) no, but yeah, no, for sure. And, uh, you know, it was a great job by ABC uh, running the Black Panther commercial free the weekend mm. after he died or a couple of days after his passing which is really cool and very anti the same company charging their own subscribers 35 bucks for Mulan or whatever you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, a great yeah. job for a- a- ABC to do that and for Disney to do that and really you know just uh, the more you heard like I said it really is one of those as sad as it is it's also just so like inspiring and just like I mean just such a such an amazing, dignified way to go out and all that, that it really, it's more like, mm-hmm. you know, you just really admire the situation, so it kind of compensates for it, you know, it's uh, sweet and yeah. bitter, as opposed to bittersweet almost, you know, so. But it's big RIP. Like, like yeah, for sure, like, it came with shock to everybody. Like, I expected, like, when the first article first came out, I was like, oh, dude, car crash, like, what happened? And then, colon cancer the last four years, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But... Huge R.I.P. there. Like we said, the biggest geeked up one. Uh, really probably <coughs> since, like, Bowie or somebody. You know what I mean? Like, I've uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, in no general. Doubt. And Bowie, of course, is, you know, the, the, the little bit more age-appropriate or however you want to put it. You know what I mean? But he's not in the prime of his career. But you know what I mean? Like, just uh, uh, for somebody with such huge, immense star power, you know, of recent years. Like I said, Kobe. and I mean, but it's a lot bigger than any of the hilarious wrestlers I'm usually bring, Or cast members of Seinfeld that usually make up the list. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I guess speaking of, like, wrestlers, though, and kind of getting into Corona news. Though, yeah, I guess. Uh, Thankfully, so I saying- not RIP news, for the love of yeah. God. Because... Not R.I.P. news, but uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and family, all the pebbles, the little pebbles in the Rock family, <laughs> everyone got tested positive for COVID. Yeah, man, and when that came out, very uh, uh, sad and scary news, just because as well his two children, which I believe are both like under five, and his mm-hmm. wife, you know, who's in her thirties, and he, you know, uh, himself, uh, of course, you know, like the picture of health and all that. 
So definitely, you know, like a reminder that everything's going on. And uh, he has since now recovered. And I guess him and his family are not are no longer infectious. Mm-hmm. So that's great news. But definitely really uh, uh, scary, you know, kind of hitting home, of course, here on the Geeked Up podcast and the oh, wrestling yeah. world. <laughs> and, uh, and the wrestling world, COVID news, it's checking off all the boxes. I just read they, uh, the reason they originally like, went to the doctor and got tested, though, is because the rock... Uh, could not smell what he was cooking. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank well you. Well done there. <laughs> I like what you've done there. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I guess all in all, though, we, we, we dodged a major bullet, you know. As, and I guess he did get it from uh, a family or something that he had over. Nothing to do with the hilarious danger that Vince McMahon has been uh, unleashing on the world with the WWF. <laughs> <Yeah>. Never, <laughs> He didn't demand The Rock and his kids come down and participate in like a family feud match. <laughs> with- I will say, dude, I just remember too. I said other uh, Rock news. I think, uh, if I read this correctly, they just added the word jabroni to the dictionary. Wow, nice. Which I'm giving Rock full credit for. I mean, to be perfectly honest, that that word is actually full credit should be given to the Iron Sheik, who is, of course, like a wrestler back from the 80s, but then he mm. had a pretty hilarious post-career like alcoholic maniac that would appear on Howard Stern and the Opie and Anthony show as just like a crazy relic from the past that would say and he would call everybody jabroni and that's where the when the rock started using it that's like an old wrestling word from the chic but when the rock started using it it was like an homage to the iron chic who would call everybody jabroni but of course it will there, there's your little wrestling history for the show right. but of All course right. it will go down in history as the rocks like catchphrase but uh, uh praise be to the iron sheik so <laughs> who who again there's a polaroid of me uh, uh with uh, the after paying the iron sheik an extra 10 ski to put me in the camel clutch at a c caucus wrestling convention so <laughs> Oh man, this I I got a feeling too. Spoiler alert for the rest of the show. This is not the uh, last Liam Baxter we're going to hear on this episode. <laughs> yes, that's true. Another great story from the old Jersey childhood coming up <laughs> in our uh, TV segment break. But yeah, we got a good one for you ahead. But uh, so I guess that's to be the Rock and the family all got uh, COVID. Uh, I guess keeping kind of keeping up with that sports aspect of it though, uh, as of. Recording this right now, it's Thursday, so tonight, football, NFL football is back. Yeah, game time, and we've, uh, I guess, did see a little bit of the college football started over the weekend, and the NFL really kicks off, as uh, I guess we have come a long way here in Coronaville, as I guess, you know, when it started with the whole canceling of all of the sports, and then, you know, Mm -hmm. would they come back? They eventually did. We kind of were here on the show, figured the most logical thing was to, you know, just forget about the other ones and look forward to hopefully getting football off for the fall. And, I mean, they're playing the games. However, uh, uh, of course, not really fans. For the most part, I guess, kind of interesting, but some stadiums, depending on the states, because they're not playing in a bubble, as, of course, the other sports that were, you know, basketball and hockey resumed in a bubble. Baseball has been traveling. They have had some setbacks with, like, two or three teams have had players test positive and, you know, a series of games canceled and all that kind of stuff. Uh, The NFL, as well, is not, you know, quarantine or bubbling, so they're going to be subject to games getting canceled 
on any given weekend or any given day, you can find out that a game can get canceled that will happen over the course of the season. But uh, I guess depending on the state of the stadium, they are going to be allowing some fans, as hilariously enough, or just insanely enough, or however you want to put it. But tonight in Kansas City, there will be like 16,000 Chiefs fans or something there. Like 25% of the 80,000 capacity, so whatever the math is. But like a significant number of people, however, spread out. You're literally going to have your own like section to sit in if they do proper social distancing and all. So Dude, I mean, I mean, if I got one of those tickets, I'm sorry. But uh, the fat kid in me is uh, I'm going around and hitting up all the concession stands that I never want to stand in line for. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, good call. Finally, you should get that Shake Shack at the... Uh... Yeah, dude, exactly. But no, I mean, uh, uh, I think like we've seen in a lot of the concerts, the concessions and stuff actually are not even open. And it's definitely like a much more scaled by they're trying to cut back all the employees and all that stuff. So much more cut back, you know, uh, uh, much more cut back scene in Miami and Jacksonville, uh, both in Florida, mm-hmm. of course, who will be hosting fans, not Tampa Bay for some reason. As Tampa will not have fans. And this is all pretty much for the first, like, month or so. Pretty much all the teams uh, as well, I guess. I'll finish off real quick. But the Colts and che- uh, the Colts and Cowboys as well are expected to have fans all at 20 to 25 capacity. All of the other teams pretty much have uh, announced no fans through their first two home games. So that pretty much takes you up through September. Okay? And then okay. they have, like, left it up, for, uh, up in the air after. After that, I guess as we'll get into in New York in a little bit, but September is kind of like the end of September is a little bit of a crossover for us as well as like a reopening phase. But I guess just to finish off with the sports real quick as well, uh, the college football, like I mentioned, they're in a weird situation because a couple of the conferences in general are not playing, like the Big Ten and Pac-12, so like UCLA and, you know, uh, uh, Wisconsin and Michigan and all these teams are not going to be playing their season. However, the other conferences are going to be playing their season and like just the conference schedule, so it's a, a you know, slight like a four-game are missing, you know, and just the more uh, regional-based schedule and all that. But college for, like, you know, a lot of campuses don't even have students, yet the football players are traveling around, you know, playing games. And, you know, uh, as a sample size for Coronaville, colleges have really blown up in our face as not being a safe place for the, you know, for uh, for the stopping of the spread of coronavirus, so... College is an interesting one, too, of just, uh, you know, kind of making these college kids, I get that it's NCAA football, whatever, but making these college kids go back to play, whereas, like, you know, like, pro sports, it's their fucking choice, you know, you're getting paid to do it, so it just seems kind of wild. No, it's major uh, money, this is supposed to be about uh, about education, it's like, Jesus Christ, honor your fucking uh, uh, scholarship. And let these kids do Zoom classes like the other you know, rest of the student body. Mm-hmm. And stay safe. Like, it's just so egregiously a money grab for something that's already – and right now they're in litigation for the last several years about not trying to pay college players. And now they're making a play in the middle of a pandemic for free. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just insane. But, you know, I've said it before. They get compensated with all of the uh, hot college girls, <laughs> so go f- so they can go fuck themselves. All right, I'm sure they're <laughs> I'm sure they're happy on campus plane, but uh, you know, in all honesty, yeah, that one seems pretty crazy to me. So, 
Very wild. I guess that's kind of the sports. Uh, uh, however, like we mentioned, though, even here in New York, the end mm-hmm. of September, October has kind of a little bit of a crossover as uh, de Blasio shocks us all with coming back on his words a little bit as he had said Big pretty time. hardcore that he was not going to be restaurant inside door, uh, indoor dining and restaurants until 2021. And he has already come back all the way down to, uh, you know, October 1st or whatever. Yeah, man. End of September, they're saying 25% allowed uh, in restaurants, uh, no bar seating. So, like, no bars still, just, like, indoor dining at restaurants. Uh, you're saying if that goes good, it's going to be maybe 50% by, like, mid-November. Um, yeah, I think that they would – obviously, holiday season in New York is a big thing. I think they'd like to have some – a little bit of action – by then, of course, you know what I mean? So there might be a little bit more, you know, pressure to put things in, put things in motion just to get a sample size before then. But like you said, though, a couple other restrictions that are interesting. But another thing is that they have to prove that they've got like advanced air filtration systems in these places, which has become another thing that's going on. But it's for like really like ritzy restaurants that can afford like a a huge air filtration system to prove that. You know what I mean? So it's not going to be like every single mom and pop shop is even going to be able to open theoretically. You know what I mean? And like you said, there's still the – Food, you know, you have to order food, I believe, for the most part. You yeah, know you can't I mean? even sit at the bar. Like, you yeah, there's like bar. you said, no bar service whatsoever. So there are uh, uh, still a lot more. Just even in, in addition, it's not even just like, all right, take twenty five percent in, let them, you know, back to normal. There's still all sorts of advanced restrictions. And I know in New York, a big thing has kind of been like, because there has been a lot of task force going down, shutting down places that are not in compliance with regulations. So their uh, uh, concern, in some ways, was by sprawling out the amount of restaurants that are opening they don't necessarily have the manpower to be able to keep uh, uh, on top of it all you know what i mean so it's just sure, like now if they're letting more restaurants open they're going to be having more task force trying to make sure that they're all in compliance which i guess is like huge fines for the city and all so there's a little bit of like a whole uh, the economy of new york turning there but interesting to look out for and honestly i mean i guess just to talk about it a little bit with you in terms of you know i don't know a little debate point i don't know how you feel about it in terms of even with the nfl and the stadiums opening but i guess uh to give you my stance i mean i'm at least very excited that we've come to the point where it's like a reasonable conversation in new york city they estimate like a a, a roughly one percent infection rate for like 30 consecutive days now you know what i mean And and i just feel like it's a decent time or whatever like nobody's asking everybody to rush out to restaurants if they don't want to but it's just like the sooner we start letting people in the sooner we start finding out what happens and if we're gonna have a rollback and a setback you know what i mean let's yeah, have no, it in I, september as opposed to you know december or i 100 agree with you yeah when you let all the tourists and shit just come running in the city this is the way to do it small small baby steps man see if it works and obviously we've been on it enough too that if there is all of a sudden a spike because we're doing this, you know, believe they're going to shut that shit down. Yeah, for right? sure. And like you said, there's the, uh, a lot of regulations in place. New York, at least as we can speak locally, has done an amazing job with all of us just 
being on board with the regulations in place and the masks and the distancing and all that kind of stuff. All the restaurants have set up cool little borders or whatever they like. They've mm-hmm. you know everybody's done everything they can do to try to provide a little bit of service or whatnot. And to be honest, Correct. it's been like you know a whole political situation over the last six months. Obviously, nobody and now there's major news coming out about Trump's knowledge in a book. You know, he pretty much is admitted. Yeah, well, yeah, and now I think he even actually admitted in a wild, press conference dude. that he was just like, all right, dude, yeah, I knew. It's like so he. You know, obviously had uh, had knowledge about the severity of it and had been downplaying it and all that kind of shit. But uh, 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 just you know, we have seen in a very positive thing in my book in a, a political way over the last six months is really the importance of local government to federal government in a lot of ways is like all the shit Trump has said has been the local government has been like no dude we're doing it our way and the local government has been responsible enough to keep us safe in New York and get us through it and you know what I mean like uh, as we have so I trust them if they feel that these are the things that are in place that need to be done and they feel that it's safe I trust that that's you know reasonable and I trust like you said if it is a bad idea we'll be on top of it another thing I think all people some Somebody in your party has to sign a waiver to be a contact source in case there's mm-hmm. contamination. You need to like uh, uh, agree that you're gonna like be you're gonna give all your info and not gonna be one of these assholes. And I'm not telling you who I was with or where I've been or anything like that. Yeah. Like if you're like signing a waiver to fucking eat dinner, that if anything Don't happens, say- we're finding out where the, where the fuck you guys have all been. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. You know, uh, New York exactly. still has restri- uh, state restrictions no, I, in place where, like, most of the country can't come into New York, theoretically, without some restrictions. So, like, I don't know what your state's doing. We found out that it's state to state, which in my book is a lot better and I'm more comfortable with than, well, you know, especially what's going on now. If Obama Absolutely. was in charge, maybe I you know, wouldn't mind him pulling the strings. Necessarily. But, you know, be that as it may, uh, uh in New York, I feel if they feel good about it, I feel good about it at this point. So it's yeah, not the shot. And it's at and least also the other side of that coin is I'm not gonna be one of those first twenty five percent people. You know what I mean? No, I'm gonna see sure. how this all plays out. But... No, for sure. And like I said, man, that's not at the beginning of this. It was not – you kind of had to be a we're all in this together scenario to stop the wildfire spreading when the hospitals are on the brink of collapse and all this kind of shit. Now at this point, we're at least like – you know what I mean? We need to find out what moving forward is going to be like, and we need the brave assholes that are willing to go risk their life to go to fucking Red Lobster in Times Square or whatever. (laughs) So it's like, all right, have at it, dude. You know what I mean? Like if it starts to you know, all hang out and uh, continue to cook uh, Willie Nelson, fried Willie nelson sandwiches and in a couple months if it's all cool yeah. i'll you know what i mean I'll, I'll pick it up then but it's just like yeah. we're, Shit, we're at least even... to the point where it's you're not being selfish necessarily by being in compliance with the regulations and doing this stuff you know what i mean like we need to find out what happens Absolutely. when people go in restaurants you know what i mean so good luck no, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> let me know say, yeah. i'll be reading your yelp reviews <laughs> so yeah. I was <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, fuck. Use me as your contact list and call me first. Let me know if shit's going down. <laughs> but um, I guess getting kind of getting out of the Coronaville news, but uh, getting kind of getting into some TV news. Sticking with the end of the world type shit, though. But uh, it's finally, finally been announced that uh, the next season, season eleven of The Walking Dead, is going to be the final season. Of The Walking Dead. 
This is going to be uh, no time soon, okay? This is the announcement that season 11 is going to be the last season, right? They still haven't aired season 10's finale because of COVID. And then on top of that, they're going to be airing that in October. And then they're adding on six more episodes to season 10 now, just to fuck it. And then season season 11. Before season season 11. Before season 11. Okay, wow. So then what's this finale that's going on in October? That's just like not even... That's the original finale, but they're just doing six more? The original finale, and now they're adding six more episodes to it. So it's like season 10 and a half. Correct. Uh, Season 11 now will be uh, coming out next year. It's going to be 24 episodes, which is longer than the standard 16 episode. And they're going to extend it over the course of two years. Okay. Okay. So So we're already already talking 2023 for like the estimated... maybe. Like a year, (laughs) the two years of the series... Plus, not, let's not forget that there's still, like you said, the Fear of the Walking Dead, then the new Walking Dead show, Walking Dead World Beyond, which is only going to be two seasons. But now we still have the three Rick movies that have yet to come out. And now they're already saying that there's going to be a Daryl and Carol spinoff series from The Walking Dead. So, <laughs> the Daryl and Carol series? I mean, finally something, uh, finally something the Walking <laughs> Dead world's been clamoring for. The d- so nothing's really getting canceled. Wow, this is me. yeah, seriously. <laughs> this sounds like Star Wars, the fucking day that Disney bought it kind of territory. Yeah, no, this no, is no, insane. No. How much Walking Dead shit can be? But I mean, I guess. Uh, 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 what do you feel? I, I ultimately, given everything else that's in the tank, maybe it's time to pull the cord in in four years on season uh, on Walking Dead. Like, how many seasons yeah. were they going to go for? <laughs> You know what I mean? No, no doubt. And also, are are we fully trusting them to not go back on their word in three years? And you know what? Season 12 will be Well, I think that's their out. It's like, sure, we canceled A Walking Dead, but here we still have like 14 other shows for you to watch and nine movies to see. So, (laughs) like, you're not canceling anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. They got their... It's like if uh, Friends ended and not just Joey got a spin-off show, but like, oh, you're not watching Monica? Or you're not watching the Chandler show? <laughs> and then every finale, they all link up and uh, have one big episode. So it's like, ah, oh, this shit's going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically the perfect world, but... Yeah, but uh, I mean... I already said that. I'll be watching them all. And uh, I guess other end-of-the-world zombie news shows that are getting canceled, or I guess ending their tenure, but uh, after 14 years, uh, one show that's really never gotten any attention on the old Gita podcast, but it's worth mentioning that old Keeping Up with the Kardashians is uh, <laughs> all they quit. After 14 years, well, I would have guessed probably even more than 14 years, to be perfectly honest. 200... 273 episodes. Wow. And that's just uh, that show. There's also fucking... I was going to say, talk about a spinoffs as well. Don't they all have their just own? like The Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, More or less, each one of them had their own show. I uh, mean, like, when it started, the, like, youngest one that's now literally the youngest, like, quote-unquote, self-made billionaire, unquote. But. Sure. She like she when it started she was like a fucking kid you know what I mean and, no 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 and and and, 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 and the dad and the and, yeah, and, okay. and the mom was the dad <laughs> it was a whole different, say, different group of people when the show started <laughs> there was like yeah. but yet the Kim and Chloe have 
But He's I mean, just think about like how much their lives have changed. Kanye, they marry the biggest music star in the world. Now he's lost his mind and is a total mm-hmm. nut job. Like fucking, uh, there's just been there's like they've 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 banged like an entire roster of NBA players. They've banged an all star team of NBA yeah. players. Like no doubt, a dude. lot has gone on in the 14 years with the Kardashian dude, gang. And it's one of those things too. It's funny. It was like how much they get shit on for uh, you know just being you know like nobodies or whatever. But yeah, it's yeah. like, dude, they did fourteen years. Like, oh, you got to give it to the mom. It's like, oh, my daughter just got caught making a sex tape. We can sell this, <laughs> and then literally like making a whole fucking like industry off of it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, no, I mean, and honestly, the they reason really... they're fucking famous is because they were like the dead. Their fucking dead dad was OJ's fucking lawyer. And then and they were kind of like hot, and then she blew a rapper and was just like, dude, you want to yeah. see some sexy billionaire blow a rapper? Like, all right. It's in, it's in, it, it, it introduced us all to green screen or whatever, or the, uh, or was that I'll Paris? Give, Who was in the uh, night vision? No, that's Paris. Okay, yeah, yeah, I forgot. But, uh, but I'll it was, tell you, Kim Kardashian was Paris Hilton's uh, personal assistant, was how she got her start. No way. I didn't even All know right, that. So, deep, dark confession here on the Geek Talk Podcast. I've seen more episodes of Keeping Up with okay. the Kardashians. Is old A.H. a uh, yeah, Kardashian watcher? That I care to admit. And, you know, I like, take the usual stand. I go, oh, this fucking shit's stupid. Like, oh, you're watching this stupid shit. But then I'm in the kitchen. I'll be like, what are they talking about? Who, who, what happened? Uh, <laughs> what did Rob do this time? Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, much like Sex in the City where like, I feel like I could hold my own in like a bar trivia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sex in the City, keeping up with the Kardashians. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't hurt the team on a trivia, on a Sex in the City trivia night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And sending the Kardashians. I'm okay, that's pretty hilarious. Trivia questions are not. So we're really sad to see him go. But, uh. No, but I mean, in all honesty, though, they really have. I didn't realize the Paris connection because she uh, kind of did that whole sex take gimmick. But they really have been in a lot of ways. And not, it's not that it's the greatest like uh, uh, sign for humanity. But so influential in so many ways in terms of reality television and in terms of the fucking youngest one being a billionaire through like uh, a social influencing and that whole thing. Like, they've just been in the middle of this whole culture of, like, nobodies. And now just the fact that we live in this world where so many just – people are getting famous through social media. It really kind of all started in a lot of ways with the Kardashians being, like, the face of that, you know, nobodies can do it just by fucking shamelessly putting yourself out there on the internet. And that's now, like, a whole viable genre as we talk about all the time. You know what I mean? Whether it's really talented people like Tim Dillon that put out great clips on social media or that chick that does the Trump, you know, the Trump uh, lip syncing or any of that shit like that. Like, You know what I mean? Like super famous, rich people now through goofy little social media videos. And I know that's a little bit more talent based, but it's the same kind of uh, concept of. Look at the Bella Thorne story, dude. She uh, like shut down OnlyFans by like putting out her own video and made like. And insane, like she, I think she made like three million dollars off it, like one week. And now, like OnlyFans has had to like set caps on like how much money like these amateur porn stars can make. Because What's up with this Bella fans, Thorne like, video? I haven't heard of this. Is it? She's like a old Disney like star. Who's like grown up. Oh, now. okay, she's, I see. Like, directed a porn, but no like the OnlyFans, from what I understand, is like a uh, I don't know, like an amateur porn. I guess you got to pay. But she was like, oh, I'll do one. And then, like, broke the website. It was, okay, like, interesting. It made so much money that, like, 
Now they've put like a cap on it, so it just kind of is like yeah, digital fucking. It's crazy. Yeah, no, for sure. It's like a whole, uh, like we said, it's an industry now, and in a lot of ways, thanks to the goofy Kardashians, who, mm-hmm. I That's guess if I'm we're going to rank them all in order of hotness, I always did think him was really hot. However, I think Kylie probably these days takes the cake, and then Chloe okay. bringing up the rear, however, when she puts it all together... Not bad, however. She seems very annoying, so I'm taking down some points with that. I guess if we were going to fuck, Mary kill. I'm going to fuck uh, Kylie, Mary, Mary Kim, and kill Chloe. So, Dope. That's, I'm gonna how, do, that's uh, how I feel. I'm, I'm going to do all three of those things with Caitlyn. <laughs> I mean, that's what you get when you get the diversity <laughs> of the Jenner family. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, I guess in... Uh, Shows that aren't ending, but I've definitely, uh, I'll say, have come back. I've been uh, teasing, but season two of The Boys came back last Friday on uh, Amazon Prime. A uh, show that I've been telling you that I've been fucking very excited to come out. Uh, yep, season love the one, first season. Uh, sorry, after season one got a lot of buzz, you know, this like, coming into the buzz. season two, there's a lot of chatter. Seth Rogen, you know, it's a Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg produced it. It's based off of like a really dark but famous like graphic novel. Uh, season two, though, turned it on Friday. Very excited to binge the whole season, and only the first three episodes came out. And then they're uh, releasing every new episode every Friday. How very is, podcast format of uh, how very podcast format yeah, of them. Which is That's not what they did with not what they did with the first season either. You know what I mean? The no, but that is a kind of feel. I feel like that is a little bit more of a popular trend with these streaming services is to spare them out a little bit. Like we've seen in the mm-hmm. in recent months anyway, a couple more of these big name releases not be I, in binge form. My theory is, and especially too, because the boys is like Amazon's biggest show. My theory is it's so someone doesn't get the one week trial. And it was just like, all right, see you. Thanks for uh, letting me watch. Yeah, the great call. Because for sure. For sure. I mean, it definitely helps with the buzz and all uh, to generate, you know, by the time there's a finale or people are continuously talking about it for, you know, 12 weeks or however many episodes, as opposed to just kind of being like a one weekend, hey, that's out, and then on to the next thing after you watch it immediately, you know, so uh, 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 just in general, we've talked about it on the show, but I do kind of like that way of watching the old school weekly, every Sunday Sopranos, you know what I mean? However, it's just impossible to not binge watch, so like you can't say that, you know, when you you have the opportunity to watch it that way, yet I I instead choose to binge watch anytime i have the chance so from that standpoint i obviously enjoy it more but for sure yeah it's one of those things that netflix said they'll never do either is uh do weeklies netflix has always said they promise to uh be a straight binge whereas uh everybody else because uh we'll get into hbo max a little later but even raised by wolves that new show on hbo max uh, did the same thing. They put out the first three episodes, and I was like, "All right, every new episode's coming out." Okay, that was maybe one of the things that I was talking about with that. But and like you said, we'll get into our HBO Max uh, thoughts in a minute. My HBO Max thoughts in a minute. But uh... but I guess another show too that did that for their first season, and again, a hundred percent that theory was Disney Plus putting out The Mandalorian was their first original. Yes, show. they were and the they, first one that you know really came to the streaming week world. To week. But that was 100% the whole reason, so somebody didn't just get the week-free trial and uh, 
But also Disney Plus just announced season two. They put the announcement date of season two for The Mandalorian, and it's right around the corner, too. It's October 30th, second season. I mean, that seemed like it was a pretty solid bet and the kind of show that they could, you know, I guess, COVID aside. They've already greenlit the third season, too, before the second season's even come out. So... But they could, yeah. uh, they could, they could bang that one together. I think we've already talked about it on our Star Wars special over the summer. But we're gonna have more guest directors and hilarious comedian cameos <laughs> to look forward to in season two. So yeah, no, I'm very excited for uh, Mandalorian. Uh, probably of all those shows, that's probably the most excited I uh, am for a show to come out. Yep, yep. Everybody but loved then, the uh, the first season, but I guess back into the HBO Max. Yeah, it's pretty the HBO Max. Which I guess I'll kick it off with my struggles because I was actually finally all excited, uh, kind of in like I was talking about with uh, my enjoyment watching, but I was kind of waiting for Lovecraft to build up a couple. Of, I know that's not on Max per se, but right now I'm HBO list for the first time in my life, and I figured that like before I signed up, I would just wait and get HBO Max. But I was gonna let Love Stream, uh, Lovecraft, kind of build up a little bit. Then when Raised by Wolves came out, I was gonna hop on it. Then all of a sudden, this class action, uh, uh, class action. Park uh, Action Park documentary about my childhood comes out on HBO Max, so the oh, yeah. the, the timing is finally right to finally uh, uh, get HBO Ma- Max. However, my stupid Roku does not support HBO Max as they are still in like contract negotiations with Roku and like Google TV or one of the other similar you know devices to Roku, but not available as of yet. So I'm out in the cold unless I want to like download it to my computer and hook my computer up through HDMI or whatever. Or there are a couple other like workarounds that you know are equally as bogus as just doing it for my uh, Roku. Mm-hmm. So. Very, very upset right now as somebody that dropped my cable and went straight to streaming on the internet. Fucking HBO Max doing me dirty. Yeah, man, big time. For no other reason than Clax uh, Action Park, which, you know, we've always talked about you are from Jersey, so you've definitely experienced the uh, Action Park. I've known about it, Action Park. Actually, before we get into Action Park, and I don't want to spoil any shows, but uh, just kind of want to go back because I have been watching Lovecraft uh, Country. I don't want to spoil anything for you really too bad on the or on the show, but if you remember when we a couple episodes ago when we were talking about it, your review of it or like preview of it said that it looked like the green book meets stranger things. Okay, nice. And I will say that you couldn't be fucking more right about it. My <laughs> jaw hit the ground. In the first episode of the show, they're literally writing the green book. Yeah, no, I, that's yeah, like I, I, that's why I said that because like that yeah. wasn't like a bold claim. Literally in the trailer, it shows them like reading the green book, then a monster pops out of the woods, and I'm like, yeah, like uh, yeah, this is a pretty obvious uh, parallels to draw here. But uh, so you nailed that for sure. Okay, nice. Have you been enjoying it? I guess just real quick. It's fucking awesome. Okay, it's nice. awesome. Nice. I've heard good things. Uh, definitely, people have yeah. been. Uh, it's pretty crazy though. Pretty out there. Yeah. It's super out there. It's wild, man. It's a really fun watch. Looking forward to that. So hopefully I will. And I guess I can just get regular HBO streaming, you know, or HBO Go or whatever through Roku. They just don't have HBO Max available. They have regular HBO available. So I'm still uh, – I might have to do it just for Lovecraft. But in terms of Raised by Wolves, how about that? Did you watch the first three Raised by Wolves? I watched the first three. I watched the first one, and uh, I'm going to keep watching it. That's of course Definitely, the Ridley yeah. Scott like huge yeah. you know production. Alien, uh, 
I get what they're doing with it. I don't want to say too much. One of them's religious. One of the robots is religious. One of them's an atheist. Uh, but they definitely let some of these kids kick the bucket in a very neglectful human parent kind of way. It's just like, <laughs> why is this cyborg android thing not keeping a better eye on the kids? One kid literally just like walks off a cliff. And they're like, oh. <laughs> Some Walmart Florida robots right there. <laughs> but uh, the big one that I watched and like I was saying was Class Action Park. Jealous. Action, Action Park. Now, I've heard about Action Park before. You and I have talked about Action Park before. Uh, there yeah, was I guess I'm a little really jealous shitty... that Devin watched the documentary, however. Devin's a little jealous that I got to experience the real thing. So, Well, we talked about it, I think, when that shitty Johnny Knoxville movie came out. Okay, that yes, the, that's right. Uh, the Birdhouse, the Bird Box guys made a uh, Action Park movie. Okay, I forgot about that because I was thinking today that we had been taught – like this has been a story for so long. I was like, man, this has been the mm-hmm. longest coming documentary because there's been talk about this eventual <laughs> Action Park thing. But I think you're right. It did – like that Knoxville movie as well was even before that. So we're talking like five – it has been five years since that project, yeah, I'd say. for sure. But the documentary is great. There's like some celebrities on there like Chris Cathard. Is uh, like hilarious these... Jersey locals talking about their experience. <laughs> sure. People nice. talking about just like how terrified, like the one guy's talking about how like his parents wouldn't take him to Action Park, but like his neighbor's dad was taking his friends to Action Park. <laughs> so like his parents knew to go and they were just telling him, was like, dude, when you're there, just like be careful. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think that's pretty close to my scenario. I'm like, my mom never took us to Action Park, but I went with friends' moms. You know what I mean? And like, like birthday parties or whatnot. Yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, the if you're not familiar in general, Action Park and now this class Action Park HBO Max documentary was this uh, a water park in Jersey that I was kind of on the cusp of because if you're like years younger than me, 37 now, it got shut down like mid my childhood you know what i mean okay. like due to uh, uh due to you know lawsuits and all that but Take it really was lawsuits multiple deaths <laughs> yeah man it really was totally wild and like i still like traumatic slash like moments of excitement that are etched in my brain still to this day but like i've talked about it before whenever this comes up and it made the trailer the clip and it was which was a, a real great moment for me but i've talked about it before one of the standing memories was their like my cliff jump thing that they had set up where it was this like 30 foot cliff that you could just jump off of into a water pool but there was no line or any organization so it would be like packed with fucking 20,000 assholes from Jersey just hopping (laughs) off of this fucking rock and then you get to the bottom and they'd be swimming around like like there was nobody blowing a whistle to move you along nobody lining you up to jump off it was just a total free fall and it was like fucking throwing rocks in the air where you would jump in and just hope some idiot from Bergenfield didn't break your neck on the way down. <laughs> you know, it was yeah, fucking I, total mayhem. I think they, they definitely show that in the, uh, in, the, in the documentary. I think too that same cliff jump. Isn't there like you could also go out like a little slide that would just shoot you out? So there's like two ways you can go okay, flying yeah. off this cliff. Yeah, yeah. They also showed. Uh, I'll ask you a couple things. Uh, did you ever go on the? They said the rope swing was one of the most traumatic ones because like. There was a line because you would just do this giant like okay yeah I see swing, and if you like biffed or something that like the whole line would be like you fucking pussy <laughs> nice <laughs> and, like, and heckled along for yeah no yeah. like I and said then, dude I probably didn't go there over the age of like. 
fucking 12 or something like that. So I was not old enough to, like, a lot of the rides were super intimidating and scary for a kid yeah. in general. And this did place you... did have the reputation of, like, crazy shit. You know what I mean? Like, there was no one as an unsafe, <laughs> hilarious place. So, so you didn't go down the, uh, did you go down the water slide with the big loop that people were, like, I remember that on. one, but that was one of those where I definitely, I probably, if I was an idiot 16-year-old from Jersey, would have definitely yeah. been there. However, as, like, sure, a, as, like, sure, a 10-year-old sure. or 11-year-old, never made the uh, big loop big loop water slide however yeah, i did do the one insane. yeah man that thing i still remember just like dude how can these people fucking you know like <laughs> are, has science approved this like are we sure this is possible like i hadn't no, i hadn't gone to a physics school that, class no, yet it's not <laughs> I know, right and every day you'd learn that it was but i remember one that was just like the super highest slide that i could do and it was like just this real on top of this hill this soup it felt like it was fucking 10 stories high you know what i mean as a little kid just like yeah. insanely high but also really really narrow it was just like the length of like a normal childhood slide it just no, happened to be like a hundred fucking feet high so you felt like you would go there was nothing stopping you from just going off the edge at any given minute so you know what i mean it's like as yeah. you were as you're flying down, you're just terrified that you're not fucking going off at the end. So as I went into, though, finally, this one is a little bit more organized than the rock shop. As you land into the little waiting pool, okay, to then, like, you know, uh, uh, slow you down so that you can exit in a safe fashion. As I go to exit, I realize I have a strange feeling that something's <laughs> amiss. <laughs> so I go to exit, right? Uh, and I realized that when I hit, like, the velocity of me hitting, going down the slide head first, when I hit the water, my bathing suit totally shot off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, I myself shot out of my bathing suit okay. in the water. That's what's hilarious about this is, one, you went down head first. There's no way that's legal or safe. Like, that is a feet down, like, arms Well, I crossed. felt like it would be more safe to go head down because you can kind of have a little bit more control over yourself. I think I, like, lobbied for it or something like that because I felt like if you're on your back, it's like, dude, I've got no control of my balance. At least here, I'm, like, like a fucking bobsledder. I guess bobsledders do it head down as because well. Because the but... thing they said on the, uh, on the documentary is that everyone who went down the normal way felt like they were getting an enema. Like water was shooting up their ass. <laughs> okay, nice. So in that case, if you were going down head first, yeah, no fucking doubt your shorts went flying off. <laughs> yes, up, dude. dude. But so then, funny. so I go to leave the pool, and I realize that I don't. And I'm like, like, like a ten year old kid, okay? <laughs> so like you're self conscious. I realize that I don't. Have, so then I have to go swim around this waiting pool where there's three of these huge slides that are like you know you take turns going. Sure. So there's like fucking kids <laughs> coming down at a thousand miles an hour, and there's like secure like lifeguards blowing the whistle at me. I'm swimming around trying to find my bathing trunks so I don't exit naked in front of fucking all of New Jersey. You know? And like I'm literally getting like dodging like it's coming swarming past. It was fucking it was, but that's like I said it was like kind of traumatic but it was a real moment of like it was like my bar mitzvah. I was officially a man after I made it out of the fucking the waiting pool of that fucking water slide. That but it was is, epic, dude. Uh, it was definitely like nobody yeah. was surprised when it got shut down, <laughs> you know. No, it and, doesn't sound like it. Yeah, and uh, uh, I was super excited that there is now the official documentary bringing it to the public's eye. However, feel cheated that I can't watch because stupid Roku doesn't support HBO Max, or stupid I, HBO Max doesn't support Roku. Either or. I will say uh, we didn't have nothing like Action Park. I had like Dutch Wonderland and like Pennsylvania Delaware area, which is like a really lame uh, thing. 
But in Naples, in Florida, where I lived, uh, there was this place called Sunsplash, which was like this little uh, um, water park there that you would go to, and it was pretty dope. But I don't really have a story about that place, but A.H., I'm going to tell her story, is she went down one of these water slides, and it was one of those ones where you, like, you go down your back, and like some of it's tunnels, some of it's open, and she was flying down her back and literally thought it was over, and like, because it was oh, like sun, no and and fucking cracked her head on like the tunnel and literally just came out like <laughs> limp <Just laughs> and, uh, bleeding tumbled out yeah it literally came like floating wow. out and, like her friend was like yo it's my friend and like they lifeguard i think pulled her out her and just had her sit by the thing i think they were telling her like oh dude just take a nap if you're feeling tired <laughs> now what did you learn <laughs> yeah now, I remember being in so, one of those tube ones being fucking scared as shit that I was going to get stuck because it felt like it was like, dude, I'm not big enough to fucking go down this thing. Like, this is insane. And there's, again, like, there's no control at this place. So there's somebody going behind you, like, fucking two seconds after you go down, somebody else is going down. So, like, I'm really scared as I'm going through. And I just remember when you finally launched out, like, the sound of suction. It was like, and, like, shot you out, <laughs> like, ten feet into this pool. And it was one of the most exhilarating. Like, to this day, I still remember, like, the feeling of exhilaration when I shot out of that fucking tube and went flying, <laughs> like, 20 feet into the pool. But this thing, I'm sure I'm sure in Florida and other, like, small-town yokel places, they all have these, like, unlooked-after water parks. This was one of those, but, like, meets Six Flags, where it was, like, a huge, mega... Yeah. Um, it was, like, fucking... See, uh, uh, like universe, like what's the big water park in Florida? Like Key Key Gardens or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah you know, like, yeah, one yeah, of those like sunlight. huge, like mega, like uh, water parks, not like a small little carny one that nobody's looking after. And this shit goes down. It was like mm. the, it was like uh, a carny meets Six Flags, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. But, yeah, I'm usually pretty good about like amusement park rides and like water park rides. I will tell you that like, and you just kind of hit the nail on the head there. But carnival rides, like, go fuck yourself. Like, okay, yeah, this is like a carnival dude, ride, play like an amusement park of carnival rides. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Because anything that's been like set up in a day by like the carnies, like yeah, it's safe to ride. Like, by some no obvious meth head that's running. I remember I went to like a state fair with like an ex girlfriend once, and like the whole family would go, and like I was there with her family, and they're like, oh, we all ride, we all love this ride, and I was like, all right, like just trying to look cool, <laughs> and literally it was just. One of those things where it would just like put you upside down and i was just like all macho and is gone i was like dude probably only about to cry i was like i fucking hate it and then like for the rest of the night i was like i'm not going on any more rides like, i'll shoot a fucking squirt gun in that clown's mouth yeah and make yeah can we go to the mock boardwalk? See, I'm so stupid like, that as much as I know those things are all, all super, super dangerous, when I'm standing there and I'm, I got my belly full of cotton candy and I got my tokens in my pocket, you can't keep me off of those fucking death traps. I'm the first, yeah. I'm the first one to run on, run on to any certain... I've even done that catapult thing. And I would go bungee jumping. Like if I found, if I found myself in Costa Rica, I'm definitely jumping off of some shitty cliff with some fucking Rastafarian guy laughing at me when I die. Like there's what? definitely... You know, the Rastafarian guy who lives in Costa Rica. <laughs> he made it over. He robbed Schneider his way over. Uh. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, fuck that. Like, that slingshot thing, or probably bungee jumping, I would never do. <laughs> Skydiving, I probably would. But, yeah, because uh, there's like a marine strapped to your back. That's, yeah, that's pussy yeah. shit. I want But, uh, I would probably bungee jump more than I would do that slingshot thing. <laughs> That was honestly, I was practically that fat kid from that, like, viral video, though, <laughs> when I did that thing, dude. That thing was so fucking intense. 
Just getting held up by your neck. Well, you just literally have that feeling of free fall. Like, you shoot up to the top, and then once you reach the peak, you're just down on terminal velocity for, like, a fucking 10-second thing until you go shooting back up. And it's honestly, like, when you know that, that, like, if you die, they're just going to fucking move the tents and, like, leave town. Uh, uh, It's not a a safe feeling, but... Yeah, fuck that. No way, dude. (laughs) Um... But I guess that's kind of it for our TV hilarious action part documentaries. Not a lot of stuff in movie news except for, uh, I guess the big one is that they just released, they've been filming this movie forever. Uh, definitely got pushed back because of COVID, but big movie everyone's been talking about for a long time is Dune. The trailer for Dune just came out. Okay. Wow, I've been waiting for them to finally make a movie slash TV version of Dune. It's never been done. <laughs> oh, wait. This is like yeah, the eighth Dune. One of those things where it's been done a couple times. Uh, we'll start with this new one, obviously, that's coming out. Uh, the director, good guy, the director, man. He's definitely directed two movies that I really love, which is Sicario and Arrival. Both fucking like, interesting. I've never seen either. I remember it was Sicario was uh, that was not really sci-fi, was it? Or no, that was not sci-fi. That was that like, was like Antonio Banderas or some shit. Uh, Benicio del Toro. Benicio del Toro. Uh, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, that movie fucking rules, and Arrival was one of the best sci-fi movies. Yeah, everybody loves like Arrival. Top three, dude, it's amazing. He also directed the new Blade Runner, the Blade Runner 2049. I haven't seen it, but I heard it's really, really good. Interesting. Especially if you're a fan of the original. So I like him on it, dude. I'm just going to kind of run through this crazy cast real fast of this new movie. Uh, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Jason Moma, Josh Brolin, Dave Bautista, Oscar Isaac, Stellan Skarsgård, Javier Bourdain, just to name a few of just like the people that really wanted to like be in this movie. just to name a few B-list celebrities. I mean, let's be honest, not a lot of not a lot of star power there. You know what I mean? I love Javier Bardem, Brolin, but I mean, Oscar like, Isaac, yeah, Josh uh, Brolin's Javier a Bourdain, big, but for like such all... a mega epic, it's not like Leo or any like huge huge stars on it. I was kind of yeah, like, when I watched the I trailer, guess. I didn't even recognize anybody to be honest. Now that you've mentioned uh, those names, like I didn't see Josh Brolin in the trailer. I don't think was he the dad or. But no, it was like, Oscar Isaac was the dad. Josh okay, Brolin was the guy that was, like, training them. Okay, uh, I see. But, like, it, it kind of felt to me like it was more of a, uh, you know, a little bit more of an obscure cast. When you read him out, there's definitely some names, you know, a lot of recognizable names. But for such, like, an iconic franchise, I was kind of taken back at, like, the lack of star power in some ways. And the director as well, because I was not familiar with him. He has well, a great I mean, resume, but... For sure. Let's even kind of talk about the franchise, though, because it's based off of the novel by Frank Herbert from 1965, yeah? I've never read it. The novel is considered, like, to be, like, one of the best sci-fi novels of all time. Yeah, okay? that's why it really surprises um, me that you haven't read this. You're, you're usually all over all of these. Well, the other thing, the big reason, too, is that, like, most everybody that's read it and this kind of reputation is it's also supposed to be, like, one of the most complicated, fucking confusing novels of okay, like all time. Like it's so thick and rich in history. Like most people I know, like I've read that have read it, I've had to read it like four or five times just to figure out what's going on. So that's why it's always kind of one of those things where people have always said that like a movie adaptation of it is fucking bonkers. That like it's impossible to do. I see. Which is why Dune is famous. And uh, if you remember, of course, in 1984, David Lynch of all people. 
directed this film. Yeah, this is one of those that I've never actually seen. This is like probably one of the only David Lynch movies that I've never seen as well as we were like born in, you know, 83 or whatnot. But now I don't know what was going on in the 80s with uh, David Lynch, but David Lynch turned down directing Return of the Jedi to make Dune. Wow. Honestly, though, I can understand that in some regards. It's just like, you know, Return of the Jedi, obviously the end of the trilogy, whereas potentially Dune could be like the next. And maybe, like you said, since it is long and complicated, maybe a little bit more of a a trilogy kind of movie that you need to make. But he probably was thinking that this was going to be like the next epic uh, sci-fi cinematic venture, you know, like, and I can't really blame him given the reputation of the novel. It's funny, dude. Like, when I watched both trailers today, okay? So I watched the trailer for the new one, which just kind of looks like an action-packed, like, fucking big sci-fi epic movie. And then I watched the 84 David Lynch trailer, and it's fucking wild, dude. It's just like, oh, it's a David Lynch Star Wars movie. It just looks <laughs> insane. Like, it's just so fucking bonkers. It was a huge flop, also. Like, now many people regard it as like, a cult classic, but, like, David Lynch talks about it as, like, the worst experiences of his career. I mean, like, he's really I mean, young as a filmmaker, though. This is before, mm-hmm. before Twin Peaks and all that shit. Like, this is, you know... He hates it. Ridley Scott now was supposed to be the original director. And I think if Ridley Scott sense. would have directed it, it would have been more of, like, an action Hot movie. Alien. Kind of like... Exactly. Kind of like what we're seeing now. So the David Lynch... I just don't know if, like, the pe- the crowd wasn't ready for a David Lynch movie. For David it was Lynch Kyle Dune. McLaughlin's first movie. I think Sting was one of the... I think Sting was, there. like, famously in Dune, for sure. Yeah, he was. And it was, like, a famously a huge flop. Uh, now, here's another crazy thing. The Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, I was going to say, because then there was another series, though, as well, didn't they? Correct. The Sci-Fi Channel in the year 2000 made a three-part miniseries on Dune. And it's... Uh, Pretty well regarded, and to this day, it's the most successful thing the Sci-Fi Channel has ever put out. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah, that being really big for them a couple of years ago, and just mm-hmm. uh, or you know, I guess at this point you said in two thousand, so we're talking twenty years ago. Twenty years ago, yeah, wow. and it was uh, huge for them. And like, say for twenty years now, it's still the biggest thing that, uh, like, the most well regarded, like, I think most viewed thing that Sci-Fi, that sci-fi Channel has to offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like there's even been something sure, since then. Since 2000, no, there hasn't been any. Uh, okay, been like a video game, maybe, but uh, that's pretty you know, this movie does well. It will be a trilogy. Because the what did you think movie- of the trailer? Ultimately, honestly, the trailer. You know, I, I would kind of say same old sci-fi kind of stuff. Like nothing new for something that is so iconic and revolutionary. You know what I mean? I'm into all that shit. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, no, I mean, it looks good, just like nothing that I haven't, and it very well could be every sci-fi movie that I've seen has been so influenced by Dune that I don't quite know, like, you know, how much of Dune that I already have seen based on its influence in the uh, in the genre or whatnot, but to me, I saw the trailer, also, I kind of irritated by the trailer, that, like, rearrangement of Brain Damage Eclipse, the Pink Floyd song, same thing with the Batman trailer that was using the Nirvana song, like, I just, can we, can we uh, stop with the, like, like overly dramatic versions of fucking popular songs to help sell their yes, horse shit. Trey Pomentino for everything. Or uh <laughs> Jaja <or Jaja> Ding Dong. <laughs> Jaja Ding Dong. But uh you know, I don't know. So that was kind of the trailer just a, a little bit underwhelming, I would say. You know what I mean? And again, just kind of holding it to 
somewhat like, whoa, this kind of like, what was that Idris Elba movie a couple years ago when everybody was all fired up because the books were amazing and it was just like, you kind oh, of, oh, the Dark, dark Tower. Tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like when you watch that movie, I was kind of like, all right, like this one could be, this is like, a, this, is a, this is a serious prospect, you know? The but. Dark Tower was a weird thing though that they did because it was technically like a sequel to the books. They tried to do this thing with the Dark Tower where it's like, if you've never read the books, it'll be its own story. And if you have read the books, you can't say it's not like the books because it's technically a okay, sequel so. to the books. And it's like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. And in the end, everybody hated it. The people that read the books and the people that didn't read the books were all on the standing of saying that movie fucking sucked. We're all in agreement uh, that that movie But blows. I'm curious about Dune. I want to do more research now because, again, it's just like there's a huge geek and sci-fi fan. It's crazy. I'm probably going to watch the David Lynch one, and I might even try to read the novel, but I'm definitely going to watch I'm definitely going to watch the David Lynch one. Yeah, I the might watch the David alone, Lynch one as well. That might be... The trailer uh, alone for the Lynch one had me more psyched up than the, uh, than the new one, and I'm sure if I had seen the David Lynch one before... After watching the David Lynch trailer, after watching the new one, I always saw some things where I was like, oh, if I was a fan of the old one, that part of yeah, the trailer yeah, would yeah, like, sure. oh, shit. No, I feel like yeah, I, I owe it to the Dune franchise. If I'm going to watch the 2020, I should watch the uh, David Lynch. But Absolutely, we'll... So we'll keep a lookout for that. That's not supposed to be coming out until like, December anyway. So we'll keep a lookout to that more to the uh, winter movie preview special. Um, but uh, I guess that's it for movie news and just kind of a couple more things and just almost like a, a little preview of things to look forward to ahead but uh, something we'll definitely be covering more of once we get more news on it uh, more is revealed in the fall uh, Geeked Up fall special especially the Halloween special but just already they've put out a picture of the Air Max 95's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Nike <laughs> I mean, hot on the heels of the Grateful Dead sneakers from last episode. For real. And the Ben and Jerry sneakers from the episode before. But now we've got Nightmare on Elm Street sneakers from Nike to uh, officially talk about. There's a... They're pretty awesome looking, man. To be, they're pretty hilarious looking. They have, like, the red and blue... Yeah, I was going to say, what, like, the... Sweater. Yeah, the sweater pattern. The front of it is, like, metal silver to, like, represent the claws. And then the swoosh is all, like, bloody in the inside of the shoe, the Nike swoosh. And then, like, the Air Max thing, like, the open, like, AirPod thing on the bottom looks like, like a bloody gash. Okay, nice. Fucking uh, hilariously. Here's something, though. Uh, a while ago, they were supposed to, Nike was supposed to release the Dunk Lowe's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street shoes. Which are the which are the brand that the Grateful Dead wore? Like those are the ones that usually have. Like those are the uh, uh, Ben and Jerry and Grateful Dead sure. were Dunk Lows. The Dunk Lows. No, something happened with copyright. Something so they never got released. But if you have actually made it to market, and I was looking it up earlier, you can probably scoop a pair of the uh, Dunk Lows Nightmare on Elm Street. For somewhere around ten to seventeen thousand dollars, <laughs> yeah, twelve grand for a pair of dunks. Yeah, honestly, that's what we talked about in that episode about the when we talked about the Grateful Dead SB dunks. But mm-hmm. those like what the dunk lows are kind of they're like all these boutique genre like really small batch ridiculous yeah. shoe collaborations come out and uh, it'll be like the Jimmy Fallon Air Nike fucking whatever. You know, but not Air so, Max. Air Max are their own whole genre of really yeah, popular Nikes, you know? For sure. 
So they're well definitely be covering it more because they're supposed to be part of a Halloween pack. That yeah, isn't there more? There's like all sorts of hilarious Nike oh, Halloween yeah. shit. I'm looking out. forward to the green Frankenstein one, but they said they're supposedly supposed to include a Dracula shoe. Uh, okay, nice. We're no getting our uh, our horror movie hero whole collection here. Yeah, exactly. There's no release date yet, but I mean, obviously expected around October. I think, yeah, so. right. And Coming out just, uh, uh, November fifteenth. All of our and just uh, one more thing I want to sneak in, which I didn't really tell you about, so I want to tell you on air just to see nice. your reaction. But this is even more of a look forward to our winter movie special, winter movie preview. Real look ahead. But uh, they just put out the first releases, first kind of picture, and maybe not too much, but uh, of the movie called The Fat Man, where Mel Gibson will be playing Santa Claus. In a, no way. Uh, kind of like a violent Santa Claus. Okay, a bad Santa starring Mel yeah, Gibson? Like he's actually playing Santa. He's playing Nick. Okay, and so. uh, it's going to be a crazy bearded Mel Gibson as Fuck Santa yeah. Claus. Mel Gibson yeah. back to the world, uh, and again in your face to the Jews as he's coming dude, back yeah, no as the doubt, Jews' second dude. biggest enemy, Santa Claus. <laughs> Absolutely, I was talking about this the other day because like I, I was flipping around the TV and like Daddy's Home Two was on, and Mel Gibson and Will Ferrell and Mark yeah. Wahlberg. And I was just like, wait a second, how the fuck does Mel Gibson get a pass, like a comeback? Like, he was dropping N-bombs, cursing yeah. out Jews. You know I, mean, I mean, he spent his time in darkness. I think it's time that Call we let him him back as the, as the hilarious isn't? racist Santa. Al Franken canceled forever. But uh, Mel Gibson, come on back, <laughs> right. bud. Welcome back. What's, what's going on? Yeah, but, uh, man, uh, that's what happens when you make uh, Apocalypto, you know? They... So, uh, yeah, so we'll definitely be look, covering that more in the uh, winter movie preview. So we're looking forward to the holidays of, uh, of the fall and winter. <laughs> yeah. Halloween and Christmas. We already have our, our geek plans all made. Santa movies, Freddy Krueger, Nikes, and Mel Gibson <laughs> Santa. If 2020 couldn't be any fucking crazier. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But uh, that'll be it for all of the news and Corona news. But, uh, you know, we said it at the top of the show in Corona news. Uh, football is coming back tonight which really has us wanting to take a uh, closer look at some of our favorite football movies. Closer look, closer look, closer look. Break out the telescope, then the microscope. All of your other scopes, it's exactly what you hold. We're going to look real close. Take a closer look, closer look, closer As always, Closer Look song by Andre Davi. Never gets Coach Davi, as we call him here. The, <laughs> he makes us run suicide squad, suicides after practice. If we And teams, one more thing. What's that, Coach? Deuces, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to remember one thing when you get out there on the gridiron. Deuces, y'all. Deuces. <laughs> nice, nice. So, like we said, uh, football's back tonight. What better way to celebrate than to kind of take a closer look at all of some of our favorite football movies throughout the years, old and new? Uh, kind of doing this. Surprise how many football movies came to mind. See how many we can get through. Uh, I guess, of course, I'll open up with uh, no other than uh, Airbud, Golden Receiver. Okay, nice. Is <laughs> the Airbud contribution to the football world? 
I mean, he, he did make one for every sport. Somehow basketball does seem the most logical, however. Golden Retriever. I don't know, uh, doesn't football or even baseball seem more logical? He'll suck at the offense, but defense, outfield, <laughs> can't everyone yeah, catch I mean, there was like the whole franchise was based on the one stupid human trick of him like hitting the ball off the nose. So they made a movie well, based on that whole thing. And then like all of these spinoffs also, just seemed ridiculous, but well, as did Airbud. Every rule book doesn't say a dog can't play. Uh, <laughs> I know. Sport, you know. It's a uh, it's a universal rule of sports. <laughs> uh, exactly. But I guess uh, you are right, though, in terms of a lot more than I had kind of initially thought of when I started when I got going here a little bit. But uh, uh, and there's definitely like a very list of some comedy classics as well as then some like real hard on football movies. However, I guess for me, where you go start off with there, bud, I got to start off with the Rudy's dad. And of course, uh, all of our Netflix and chat listeners know that the highest honor in film is a Rudy's dad. (laughs) And Rudy being one of those like, you know, supposedly accurate, you know, even though it's not like a, I guess a loose uh, biographical tale, like a loose biographical tale, but uh, definitely a more like serious kind of football, an emotional, heartfelt football movie. For sure, yeah. You know my feelings on Rudy. I uh, not a fan. Not a I fan. I always feel like they should have made a movie about the other guy, about Vince Vaughn, the real running back yeah, on the team. Exactly. Same thing with like uh, Friday Night Lights. I never watched the TV series. But the movie was exactly the same. Like, the team fucking squeaked into the playoffs. Like, by literally, they do a coin toss in the movie because two high schools are tied. Like, it comes down to a coin toss. So they get to weasel in the playoffs, and then they lose the game. Like, they <laughs> fucking never do good. Yeah, and, yeah. And, like, like, That's one of those, like, movie? they're trying to be different, but, like, you know what? We're going to make the movie about the team that doesn't win the championship. But nobody ever made the movie about the team that won the championship. So, yeah, exactly. it's like, this is the only people that are making the movies about the... That's why I'm more of a Varsity Blues guy than I am a Friday Night Lights guy. I guess I had to go there next just because this is, the, this is the, the two that we talked about in our last episode for movies turned into TV shows. We got into Friday Night Lights, but uh, mm. which brought me into Varsity Blues. But that one definitely the story of, like, the Texas football culture of you know high school football and the shenanigans that go on with the star quarterback and the uh rest of the team the asshole coach there's another football movie i have on my list which won't be uh as popular as some of the big or bigger blockbuster ones but i don't know if you've ever seen this movie but have you ever seen big fan with pat oswald yes uh, it's not on my list, but I definitely did. Where he's like the obsessed radio sports talk radio crazy obsessed that, with the Giants and the radio talk show. Yeah, then like and follows him up, to like, a strip club and all. He ends up going to like Philly. Do you think to like kill Michael Rappaport because he's like Philadelphia fresh? You know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah they were like beefing <laughs> over like uh, sports talk radio like, phone calls. Exactly. Dude, Pat Oswalt, uh, uh, Philly Mike or whatever, Rappaport, was so uh, much better at being like a hilarious radio caller. Pat Oswalt was fucking terrible in that movie. He called him up. Remember when he called him? He was like, and like, we're going to tell the cheese steaks that the Giants are going to kick their butts. It's like, dude, you are the worst. Yeah. I mean, plus that's like Rappaport's thing too, man. Like Rappaport, like jumps on all those sports shows all the time and does exactly that. Oh, is that what Rappaport's thing? I've been wondering what Rappaport's thing has been for the last 20 years. I just thought it was Beastie Boy interviews and random, like, hey, let's get some asshole to talk about New York. And they get, "Eh, 
But yeah, uh, what is Rappaport's thing? <laughs> Uh, I guess, I mean, a, a lot of ways to go from there, How, uh, however, I guess, uh, uh, sticking maybe in Philly, with Philly Fred, I guess, probably uh, uh, Devin's Rudy that I'm not a fan of, but of course the Mark Wahlberg uh, yeah, uh, classic, dude. Invincible. About Vince Papali, the story of Vince Papali, <laughs> Dude, that movie the old is Eagles whack. idiot fan that like tried out for the team and somehow scored a touchdown in the... Yeah, dude, that movie's fucking insane. Like, why would you put some like cast somebody who's like born and raised in Philly? Why would you cast like one of the most famous Boston guys ever and be like, "What's up, fuckers? I'm born and raised in Philly." Like, I know that really was like the big headline. It was so weird that it wasn't a uh, Patriots dude, movie I, with stupid Wahlberg. But I remember seeing that uh, trailer in the movies. I forget what we were seeing, but I was with a Redskins fan. And he was like, man, the only reason I would not see that movie is because it's about the Eagles. And I was like, really, dude? Like, that's the only reason I will see that movie. Honestly, dude, I'm with your boy. I'm with your boy. And I believe you mean a Washington football club fan. But, yes, uh, exactly. or, or as he is as he's now, anyway. But I'm with him, dude. I 100% did not. I 100% boycotted that movie based on the fact there's a lifelong Giants fan. I'm not fucking spending money to go watch an Eagles folklore. Oh, no, for sure. But I'm saying, like, he was saying, like, if it was about any other team but the Eagles, that movie looked, like, good. And I was like, no, it doesn't, dude. <laughs> like... <laughs> okay, that's true. It's going to suck whatever team he's on, yeah. however. I'll go back to a classic uh, one of mine, kind of, like, in the era of, like, the Sandlot for a baseball movie, but uh, Little Giants. Okay. Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill. Of course, of course. Dude, fucking uh, a, a comedy classic, definitely in terms of like, what do you call these like kids kind? Of, I mean, is it really a kids movie or like I a mean, movie starring kid. kids? Yeah, I guess it's probably a kids movie. However, an all-time classic, and, and like you said, mm-hmm. the football version of The Sandlot. But definitely, exactly. you get the hilarious little kid with glasses, the fucking lesbian the chick, the fatso, the annexation of Puerto Rico the was the kid with glasses. Yes, for sure. The uh, uh, Ed O'Neill as the overbearing football dad and uh, yeah, Ed the lovable losers. Yeah, I think for Rick sure. Moranis, one of Rick Moranis' like last movies before he just like retired from acting. But uh, <laughs> the annexation of Puerto Rico, they finally played it. I mean, I'd say end. his finest work. Much like Ball. Michael Strahan leaving after winning Super Bowl Forty Two, Rick Moranis, time to call it quits after Little Giants. <laughs> yeah, it's not getting yeah. any better than that. I made a lot of uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies. I'm out. Uh, yeah, the annexation of Puerto Rico was just a bunch of lateraling. At the end of the day when they played it, it was just a Wasn't it like he like, ball, was, like, hit the ball in his too. shirt? He pulled the old, like, hun- like <laughs> hit it up his shirt. That's a different <laughs> But the uh, I guess for me I'm gonna stick maybe with a, a comedy classic of mine. But uh, I'm going early '90s Sinbad and Kathy Ireland, and I believe it was a Tom Berenger or like the poor man's Tom. Bacula. Who is it? Scott ba- Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. Wow. <laughs> now that is a name from the uh, uh, '80s '90s, but necessary roughness, sure. of course, with um, the old armadillos. And, like, the 45-year-old back to college and the female uh, place kicker. Pretty yeah. Great. Dude, that was uh, Sorry. Kathy Ireland for sure. I just remember being a kid and, like, my friend's older brother just being, like, very young when we came out. But, like, my friend's older brother was, like, just told me, like, Kathy Ireland's the hottest woman in the world. And I was like, okay, man, fucking 
works for me. So I just like believed that. Like anytime I'd like see Kathy Ireland on TV, I would just be like, oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, but like yeah. not really like having like an attraction sure. to her because I'm still a kid, but just knowing I was like, dude, no, you know, I that's totally the get it. lady in the world. Yes, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Necessary rub is good. I got a couple I'll throw at you that you might not consider, but kind of our football movies, all right? Uh, Ace Ventura. Okay, nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dan Marino's in it. I'm fucking counting it. Like, Dan Marino's in it. The Eagles yeah, win the Super Bowl in the end, or at least are, are in the Super Bowl. You're to assume the Dolphins win. You know what I mean? It's a very... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Miami. But uh, Dazed and Confused. Okay. Kind of Again, a little bit more of the high school football culture with the mm-hmm. jock-turned-pothead. Stick with the potheads, uh, bro. We'll treat you. We'll, we'll, we'll show you a good time. Uh, Jerry Maguire is a football movie. Okay, I guess Cuba Gooding Jr., Corey. a football player. Mm-hmm. And my favorite of all, though, but when I think of, like, honestly, one of the first things I think about when I think of football movies is uh, The Last Boy Scout, the opening scene in The Last Boy oh, Scout. Oh, yes. Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis. But the football players just running downfield, shooting all the players coming out of them. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, I thought you were going to – can I throw one more in there on the, yeah, on the yeah. note of Damon Wayans playing with the gun on him? Can, we, can I bring up uh, Batman Dar- Dark Knight Rises with the <laughs> football field collapsing as Bane emerges from the earth? I mean – Absolutely, absolutely. And I'll <laughs> even throw uh, Waterboy in there too. Okay, I was actually going to stick with Waterboy as like a full-on football movie. I mean, that's yeah, a... <laughs> Waterboy would be the one that like I guess it really is. Yeah, and all the other ones. That was my big like comedy uh, uh, football movie. Couple more of the real ones though. Um, uh, 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 like probably the best actual football movie for me in terms of college football, especially. But the program. Okay, you remember that one from the uh, early do. '90s as well, like uh, the recluse drinking quarterback and the yeah, steroid yeah, yeah. doing linebacker and all. That's a great, like, especially just the uh, in, especially a real early '90s, and then kind of everything that you've learned about collegiate athletics since then really all, you know what I mean, rings home <laughs> with uh, the program as well as, of course, I guess the professional version of that. But any given Sunday. Fuck yeah, dude! Yep. That movie rules. Jamie Foxx as the quarterback. Is it? Uh, who's the owner? Who's the chick? Sandra Bullock or uh, Cameron Diaz? Cameron Diaz. Yes, that's right. Al Pacino's the Pacino coach. Is the, Pacino is the over-the-top coach. Uh, Lawrence Taylor as the dude that hangs out in the jacuzzi dude, and Lawrence uh, Taylor uh, just playing himself. James, dude, yeah, like, literally playing himself. What a fucking crazy notion! This being Lawrence Taylor being like, oh yeah, I'll be like. My character will be doing cocaine and like banging hookers. It's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, <laughs> the fucking ink's not dry on the uh, uh, lawsuits yet. And fucking LT. That movie's great. Al Pacino's house in that movie is uh, Dan Marino's house. No Real way. Life. They shot yeah. on location at Dan Marino's they house? My, they shot in Miami. The most of the movie in Miami. Just the NFL obviously wouldn't like yeah, use like that movie at all. That's why they were the Miami Sharks. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then I guess I probably – I got one more, I guess, uh, from the, you know, sentimental but also kind of just like a crossover socio-impact. But remember the Titans? The Fuck Denzel yeah, of the uh, first mm-hmm. integrating of like the Southern high school team or whatever. But a fucking all-time great just movie in general. Football, like it happens to be about football but really more mm-hmm. about, you know, what I mean, integration and all. But just an all-time great 
you know, movie in the sports world in general. Yeah, it really is, man. I mean, uh, I guess another one kind of like that would be The Blind Side. You know okay. What I mean? Yes. But uh, to me, definitely more of a uh, Remember the Titans fan. That movie's fucking. For sure. You know, it's one of those movies that like you almost want to be like, oh man, that movie's so great. But every time it's on, I'm like, oh, that movie's fucking great. I'm not yeah, crying. Yeah. You're crying. Uh, I will also say though, just to I guess to top it off, to end th- end it up, uh, just sticking with our boy Sandler, I'm gonna say uh, not the Burt Reynolds original, but the Sandler version of The Longest Yard. <laughs> not a one timer, but two time football movie on the list. All right. And I'm over two, as I've never seen either Longest Yard. So. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, I've Have never you... seen the original. You've seen uh, the original. No, fuck no. I've okay. seen the Sailor one. Right, More no, than once, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was with Chris Rock. That was like one of the Kevin James, Chris Rock, like everybody yeah, in the Sandler Mafia making major That's one bucks. of those movies, too, where uh, Sandler's not doing a funny voice. Like, oh, boo. Every, not, which, uh, then, hence me not watching. Yeah, they have, everyone now and then there's those movies where like Sandler's like, it's tough. And it's like, what are, you, what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> they were bulletproof with Damon Wayans and uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Rappaport was in that one, too. Yeah, probably. Like but I guess that's kind of our list for our uh, closer look at the uh, best football movies, some of our favorite football movies. Of course, if we missed any, uh, email us at thekeetopodcast at gmail.com. You know, hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Oh, yeah, um, all your medias. That's Geeked Pods on uh, YouTube. Uh, uh, the Geeked Up Podcast for all your other social medias. Definitely check us out. And uh, like we said earlier, keep a lookout for uh, everything we got coming up, be it the fall special, the uh, Project Power, our last summer movie on Netflix and chat, and uh, much more. Zoom rooms, game times, and trivia nights. All so sorts of fun stuff coming up. Keep an eye out for all that. Other than that, that'll be it for this episode. I'm Devin Barnes. That's Liam Whalen. I know you're not working tomorrow, so why don't you go ahead and get geeked up? Hey! Ooh, baby. It's time to get geeked up. Woo! What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, and I'm still taking those episodes sending emails, y'all. Woo! Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't